The All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E, media.ie. We are on episode 46 of the All Things Techie Podcast. We finally have found Simon Lang. He's, he's at a high-rise tower across... Is that Dublin City? No, it looks like it's San Francisco. But it I'm definitely the... I think it's San Francisco. I'm the furthest you could get from snow. Oh, maybe. Don't know. Anyway, not in Ireland. Put it's not in Ireland. But he, he he is he is in Ireland. He's not he's not broken his quarantine limit. He hasn't taken a he haven't been given a vaccine yet, Simon. No, definitely. So you're not, not. You're not you're not and I, yeah, I discovered I had a look at the priority list the other day and woohoo, I realized I can move one level up due to the company I work for is an entertainment company, which is one step higher than the second last level that I was originally on. Really? I didn't even know you could actually look up this type of stuff. So you can sort of get, try and guesstimate when you're going to. Um, yeah, because actually, to be honest, I actually looked up for you too because you actually fall in the same category as me is third level institutions and entertainment are in the same category. Unless we send our children to a private school and we know people and we get the, <laughs> working working in in a nursing environment, I'm hoping that someone I can scratch someone's back at some stage and they, I'm probably going to cut all this shit. <laughs> yeah, but you know, hopefully you know, like working in higher ed in 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 yeah. nursing, I can I can I can find someone like that has a magical cure. You know, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, if 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 any of our international listeners are not sure of what we are talking about, a private hospital in Dublin uh, gave vaccinations to their own uh, the private school where their sons and daughters went to, and there's a big investigation going on at the moment. Uh, it's called the Beacon Hospital. We will put the the link up on the show notes. Uh, so that's that's how Ireland is getting on. We are still in level five lockdown. By the time this uh, show airs, we might know, are we allowed to even go a bit further than a five kilometer radius outdoors, apparently, which might be extended as the newspaper reports today say to 10 kilometers. Woo! Which 90% of people in Ireland are probably breaking at the moment, isn't it? So, yeah, probably yeah. with that. And to be honest, if we actually went 10 kilometers towards your house, you went 10 kilometers towards my house, we probably could actually cross in the middle at a park. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have to, have to actually look that up. Or if we stand in the middle of the road, since no one's supposed to be driving anyways, maybe we yeah. can get away with it. Never know. There might be a park somewhere between us. Yeah, or a road, a, a, road. a big M50 thing. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I got stopped, like coming back from Art Gillen, which is outside my five kilometer radius, uh, with with my two kids, one two and a half years of age, the other a year and a half years of age. And the guard asked me, like, where am I going? I thought I'm going, um, well, I'm going on a massive rave at the moment, and like the boots full of drink, you know, <laughs> like, where do you think I'm going? You know, I'm going home. I'm taking the kids to the park to tire them out. Okay, okay. <laughs> we should really start this show. This is the All Things Techie Podcast. It's the All Things Techie Podcast, episode 46. Um, we had a competition running for the past month and our social, our social media uh, threads have absolutely skyrocketed. We have over 3,000 Twitter followers now, which is just crazy. Um, about 250 subscribers on YouTube, which means we must be doing something right and people might like must like us. I did end up reviewing the Elgato ring light, which I'm using at the moment, so it's not leaving the studio. And that was a product review, which I was told that I could keep. Because I have a Rode mic and an analog mixing desk, I did test out the Elgato Wave 3 USB microphone. It was very, very nice. But I have all this kit, so I just said, I don't really need to. I Let's, let's give that away in the prime. Steve Ashby. Congratulations. Yay. 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 Steve Ashby, like, literally was, like, plugging the crap out of our podcast for the past month or so, even to the stage of going, I never win any prizes. So um, he was actually on the top of the leaderboard. Steve, you deserve it. You know, um, Steve does a lot of stuff over in AV Brits, you know, and uh, he does a lot of AV happy hours, and he, he needs to be comfortable on his chair, and he can use the, the desk mount for the, the Wave 3 microphone. 
I think he deserves it. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, Good I, on you, Steve. So, Steve, I'll get your contact details and I'll I'll send that on to you. Now, coming up in the program, we are going to be talking about St. Patrick's Day drones. We didn't even do a firework to stay play. We did drones. I'm going to drop in the video in while I'm speaking at this. Simon, have you been? Have, uh, did you actually follow this with the the drones um, for St. Patrick's Day? Awesome. I I seen the video. I seen the promotional video, the final product, which yeah. was absolutely amazing. Because the to set the scene, it's on this it's shot on the river in the of the Liffey in Dublin. Mm-hmm. There's a bridge called Samuel Beckett. I think yes, it's called. That's, it's that's the it. shape of a harp on its side, basically. And they shot this over, so you couldn't get much more Irish than this. Orchestra of Light is a short film created by the St. Patrick's Festival Tourism Ireland and Dublin City Council. The film was pre-recorded in Dublin in early March. I say it was quite late at night. Well, who knows? Because it's the fact that it it was a perfectly clear night to do this as well. Mm. Now, whether or not you need a clear night with with clouds or would it work with a cloudy night, because they're drones that have LED lights. So it's not like a firework that's just going to disintegrate into a cloud. Uh, Intel and Activo Events collaborated on the film, which represents Intel's first ever drone light show in Ireland. That's And you know what? Like We do have Intel in very close to where Simon lives, which is expanding rapidly. Yep. I, I, Simon, you have to pull out those photos. I, I, I do want to actually drop those photos in. The time that they were like with big, heavy trucks that didn't fit up the road. In yeah, in these lift- yeah, when they were bringing in some of the engine, uh, I don't know if they were engines or tunnel or tubes or whatever generators. They were humongous, and yeah, they just announced this week um, sixteen hundred new jobs. Sixteen hundred is that it? Yeah, like it, it really. Once construction ends, like the construction alone is sixteen hundred workers down there. The amount of cranes. But well, the, the fact that Intel is based in Ireland, it's it's great to see Intel were uh, supporting this drone show. The St. Patrick's Day drone show featured five hundred Intel drones, and uh, there's another link to this, so I'm going to open that up. Five hundred Intel drones forming series of animations. It's beautiful piece of film art and demonstrates the capabilities of operating swarms of drones in incredibly precise and elaborate pattern. Because we've seen this done in other places, like in other countries. They like, did it actually you... for the World Scout Jamboree was the first time I ever experienced this going off in, in West Virginia and have the video on our other, my other uh, podcast and media outlet Scouting Radio. You can, you can watch that there. But wow, like to have this in Ireland, I just thought that this was fantastic. I actually want, I, I've actually uh, linked up with a couple of the network of Activo events and I really want to actually just have a podcast of how it is done like it, a behind the scenes i just, really yeah. want like you know from like, from literally the design to like, concept to actually taking the drones out of the box like as as for the first couple of seconds of the video you see these all these drones light up and come out of the box like a swarm of bees it looks amazing mm-hmm. you know how that is programmed, how it's programmed that they don't crash into each other and end up in the Liffey. We're probably talking about expensive robotic drones uh, for, yeah. for this type of design. Because I, I think, think it's, I've seen them, was it uh, one of out in Asia? I'm, go- I'm going to be very broad. It was one of one big games. Was, I don't know, it wasn't Olympics or what it was or soccer or something. And they had it as part of their opening or closing ceremony. And it was amazing watching. Mm. That's where that's how I saw it first. We apparently afterwards they did. This is not the the only one that uh, Dublin City Council and and the government have, have 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 been involved with with Intel about. They did similar to Ireland's loss at the Aviva the other day, where they were sell they were trying to get boost the boys in green, and they did them over the Aviva Stadium, uh, Ireland's national stadium as well. Um, cool. Yeah. A different idea with the football and kicking the ball, and but you just wonder is it like a simple graphic that they in, import into some software, and it's like okay, we can we can do the animation of drones to this. 
it just makes me want to have a drone. Like, <laughs> would a, would a drone interest you at all? Like, oh you, yeah, if, I yeah. think so. Yeah, I would. I would love. Uh, I always it's something you can't. I can't do, but I always love. I was involved. I'm involved with park runs. Yeah, you know, and I would love because you have some of the tracking dr- drones that you could track the leading runner mm-hmm. as it fly as and it flies around. So literally, it is like a wristband or something that these runners are wearing, and yeah. the drone is. Oh, I think it'd be amazing. Up. But the the thing is, a lot they're so restricted. But I do follow. A, is it there's a Twitter account of like Irish drones or something like that? Mm-hmm. Aerials aerial images or something like that and they're just have such amazing pictures from when they're out around the country when they weren't locked down and they did one actually i was watching the article they did one at dublin airport i thought it was quite amazing and they shot it even at christmas day when the airport was closed and stuff like that so the drone drones are a thing that's going to get very popular well like, i think drones is going to get even more popular and when you when you talk about the fact of covid 19 restrictions which means there's no less planes in the sky now i know some of the drone licensing uh companies that we've interviewed before on all things techie podcast would say that yeah it's still a flight zone and it can be used for emergency flights yes okay but like there's less planes in the air so you know i guess <laughs> people are getting away with flying drones a little more and less flight path restrictions especially when they were doing this in in the city center and around by um the aviva because i actually know that um in ucd on campus you can't fly uh one there because apparently that's the flight zone for uh vincent's hospital which is just up the road in in donnybrook so yeah <laughs> it's interesting yeah. And there's restrictions around me because there's a, a private airport beside us as well. So we there's there's definitely restrictions in Leeds area. So now, how many people actually like with these toy drones? How many people pay attention to these things? Who knows? But you know, I know a couple of the neighbours have caught their little toy drones up in trees as of recently. And actually, there's actually a great video that I'm going to put in this show as well of Lust Village that was shot by an independent media company as well. I'll, I'll, I'll throw that in there as well. The short film uh, for St. Patrick's Day was uh, produced by Shinna Will, which I think do a lot of stuff for the national broadcaster. I think uh, T.G. Cahar does a lot with Shinna Will and scored by Irish composer Emer Known and her husband Craig Stuart Garth Finkel, along with Orty National Sympathy Orchestra, which is probably where I've heard of Shin Will. Uh, the duo has collaborated the Irish band picture. Uh, this is the, this is on the score, which features an orchestral remix of the band's latest single, Things Are Different. And a great, great idea of like the name of the song, especially when we're in a global pandemic as well. Um, yeah, I just thought that was really, really cool. Like I, I see this replacing the whole idea of fireworks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And nah, I suppose, but fireworks are just there's something so special. It's the noise. It's the bang. It's the wow factor. I still think there's a place for both. There's a place for both. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Like I, I think even at the World Jamboree, they did actually have fireworks after the drone display as well. You, you know, just to end the night. Hmm. Um, but I, I think definitely something that we have to chase up on how they do this. Like even if we've seen. 50 coming out of a box and just seeing how they were programmed. I love to see what yeah. goes on behind the scenes. We have to chase up on on, on this. Uh, Apple forced to include a charger with the iPhone in Sao Paulo in Brazil. I don't know, have you been following this story? Yes. Simon, but like, it, it's literally Apple just trying to do things, I guess, cheaper. Has everyone got a charger for their phone if they're going from one upgrade to the next to the next? Because um, they said it was environmental and carbon reasons, so they don't have to produce as many plugs, um, adapter plugs or whatever you want to call them, um, that they don't include them. But um, I guess this region, it was seen as it was a requirement and I, they just I, had to. Okay, fine. Right. There's the argument of going, okay, the plug itself. A USB plug, right? You can buy a USB plug for maybe three or four euro in 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 in, the, in a pound shop or a euro shop or whatever. But the cables are 
changing all the time with regards to USB-C, lightning, whatever. I think that's more important that they do include them. Yeah. Along with the price of a new iPhone 12, which can retail at about a grand. You know, yes. yeah. <laughs> you would want to get charged. But then it's kind of funny because if you if you follow any of the fire services or emergency services, they're telling you to use don't buy cheap plugs, True. don't buy cheap cables, um, do use the the official brand stuff. So if they're not including it, you have to have it. If you don't have it, you have to go buy it. And as you say, you've just gone and either taken out a a deal with um your local phone store for 24 months of paying off this this iphone at the highest tariff and then you have to go and fork out more than 15 to 20 euros for an official iphone plug uh, earlier in 2020 procon sp asked apple why it was no longer providing charging accessories with the new iphones apple's answer that most consumers already have the charging bricks and removing them would reduce carbon emissions um but they were charged, they were fined two million for it. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, although the, the, the decision only applies to the state of Sao Paulo, Brazil's national consumer secretary is saying, said to be mulling over a similar move at federal level. The situation is similar to one in France where Apple is forced by law to include ear pods with this iPhone model. Rumor has it, though that the next iPhone, the iPhone 13, will not have any ports whatsoever. So you have to charge it on one of those charging bases that you can Wire, buy. Wireless charging and, yeah. and um, AirPods. Yeah. Interesting. It's yeah, like, you know, I remember, I remember we used to have these conversations when we worked together and I said, that sounds ludicrous. How would they ever get away with taking away the mini jack plug? out of the iPhones and lo and behold they, they did have. they have yeah. yeah it's and it's gone that way but it, you know it's it, there I wonder will like the Samsung's or whoever is the next because Huawei no offense to them are now off the radar really for most people because if you do, if you you want your Google environment so mm. if, if Samsung make a change where there's no connectors that's it that's the end of the the jacketing yeah yeah, that I don't. I actually don't know what phone I would buy next, knowing that Huawei have their own store now. Yeah. Will it? Will will they? Do <clears> I, I, and I love it. I love Huawei. That's the yeah. problem. I actually do like them, but unfortunately, I keep getting advert or I keep getting mails now to buy one of the new Samsungs. I because I'm well due and upgrade at this point, so I'm constantly and every day I'm getting the mail now. I refuse to ever go into another. 12 or 24 month contract my phone tariff at the moment costs me 15 euro a month i have all you can eat data all you can eat calls no i'm never getting into one of those yeah nah, it doesn't bother me too much because i'm never I, I i like whom wish my only issue at the moment is having to pay extra for 5g i i, I that is my only reason for not upgrading is and, and your your phone is 5G compatible. You're using uh, an iPhone, are you? No, if I was up, if I was upgrading, okay, I would go for a 5G phone. Phone, okay. But right. I would, but at the moment, all the tariffs bar the ones that are like 60 to 80 euros a month are um, you have to pay extra for 5G. Mm. Where I I want 5G. That's yeah. it. So wait, I'm just going to keep waiting. Eventually, they're going to have to make it. They're going to go part and parcel of of the deals. If you want to get in contact with the program, we forgot to give out our Twitter handles. It's AV Tech Junkies if you want to get in touch with Simon and myself and the podcast uh, at AV Tech Junkies. You can hashtag all teens techie. You can also email us comments at allteenstech.ie. Our website is www.allteenstech.ie. Simon's personal handle is Simon Lang AV. And I'm at Justin Orr Dawson talking about Twitter. Twitter founder, <laughs> I, I actually watched a program of BBC Click about this and I, it just blew my mind. Twitter's founder, Jack Dorsey's first tweet sells for how much? Two million pounds. It's an image. Um, they, I think in later years, it will realise the true value of this tweet, like the Mona Lisa painting claimed by her, Sina 
Tavi, who has plenty of money, and we want her to start sponsoring the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, it is actually selling the digital certificates um, of an image. And this has become grown in popularity more and more and more. Uh, the tweet itself, uh, which ha had the words, just setting up my Twitter, was made on the 21st of March 2006. That shows how old we are, Simon. Uh, years later, people realized the true value of this tweet, like the Mona Lisa painting. Um, so literally, um, the tweet itself has not been sold in traditional cells. It's still available on Twitter for anyone to see and share. Instead, it's a non-fungible token, an NFT, which is attached to the image. And this actually proves that you are the authentic owner. Because I did, I think I've seen Ian Musk Elon yeah. Musk. Elon Musk is Elon, involved Elon. Yeah. with this NFT yeah. as well. He's involved somehow with this as well. So it seems to be it's like a new commodity. They're basically saying certificates that are similar to cryptocurrency coins, except where the coins are fungible, being broken down into 0 0.001 of a coin. For instance, the certificate token is non-fungible. They are basically just crypto graphically unique certificates of ownership stored within a blockchain ledger. So there you go. Um, so like, yes, okay, great. You know, if you, there was one that had a big massive grid of thumbnail pictures that someone had collected and it sold again for millions. I'll try and find it and stick it on the show notes. And you go, yeah, great. Wow, you own this. You had the money to buy this piece of digital art. Would you want to be displaying it somewhere, wouldn't you? Like you would yeah, hope for that, that amount of money, con yes, you contact would. Contact us. We're AV technicians. We will install like an LED wall where you can display it in full capacity or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, imagine like house parties if you weren't displaying it properly. Come over, look at my laptop. I own this, this image. Yeah, hold on, what am I looking <laughs> at here? Yeah, you would want to, you want to be displaying it properly, you know, especially when it's of this size and the pixels and, and everything that goes with it, you know, and then 3D imaging is, is, is becoming popular with this as well. I don't get it though. I, yeah, no, either do I. I don't like it, but it's it's a bit like, why do you buy, why do people have so much money who buy them just so they could spend their money? Yeah. I wonder if it's taxable, you know, like, you know, the way if you buy art, it's, it's taxable. I know I love to know, like, can can you claim money back off like buying art like this? I bought what a name. I think we just need to d design something, Simon, and just like have an NFT on it. And, you know, maybe like our first podcast, like the first bit of audio of a podcast. I wonder, can you, can you, I wonder, could you do something similar with audio? Like, I know it's it's photos and and images, but I wonder will it get to the stage where audio files like that that they can. But it's it's how it's right like one. it's like trying to how can you have unique audio? It's like like I, I I often think about this where people copyright a song or a tune or a riff. Yeah. And then it's like someone comes along and creates another one that sounds similar-ish or like it, and you're going, but it's it's still kind of like at what point do we run out where someone there's no new music? We're just we're just regurgitating bits of old other other people's music and this is where we need someone like tom kerr to come on who like with with the audio engineering society for years and years and years or people that work in audio engineering society to actually tell us how they can actually physically prove that it's the same note as yeah. someone else there must be some kind of scale or not scale in the sense be. of like it then it has to be three notes four notes whatever 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 that oh you that means you're infringing copyright, blah, 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 blah. There was a plenty of news uh, recently about Facebook and both Facebook in Australia. Now, I still haven't been able to wrap my head around what happened in Australia, where now Facebook pay, I believe, news agencies to carry, or because they're carrying news, they have to pay into a news agency society to be allowed to carry news on their platform in Australia. I think for a while they weren't allowed to. Australian government pulled us. So, so it's like it's to say that Facebook is like technically a news agency. 
Well, it is. Like, come on. Like, you it can't is. really deny that it's, it, it, it isn't. You know, you do, can do live broadcasts. You can read news feeds. But imagine blocking a social media outlet like that from any news coverage and being able to pull the plug. Well, not only did Facebook have those problems, but in Venezuela, Facebook temporarily freezes Venezuela's president's page for spreading coronavirus misinformation. And Facebook froze the page of the Venezuelan president for violating its policy against spreading COVID-19 misinformation, the company confirmed Saturday. It's just the ongoing war of not just Facebook, but social media versus political people. Yeah. Like, look at... Or free speech. This is this is a massive, like, what line is the free speech being no longer free speech? It's actually dictated by the company. Or what do you think the whole Trump thing during Trump is the, the Capitol Hill? Well, apparently, Trump is going to be allowed back to go, go back onto Twitter. Apparently. Now... How, if he's not the president anymore and you get banned off a social network site, are they going to allow him back on? Other rumours say that he's going to set up his own social media feed and trend, which, okay, we might have the Trump lovers and the Trump haters and we don't want to get too political. But, you know, like, isn't that just the definition of dictatoring? You know, um, Hitler did something similar when he, he ran with propaganda yeah. material to have the money to set up your own media. Well, he, he, he had his own media outlet as well, Trump, for years. Yeah, yeah like he, it's not like he's short of money. You have to have no. money to run for president. So yeah. he, he definitely has money. But uh, the question is, will anyone be in that any one of substantial like to get substantial followers to make money out of it i don't know if they if you he would get enough people and is this the new is this the new trend you look at the royal family and they you know they they jumped on board like going on oprah to 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 highlight their their story and then sell their new brand you know <laughs> look it it's it's a question of like media and technology, like once upon a time, that you wouldn't be able. It it goes down the route of like actually good 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 topic as well is that there's no longer digital audio broadcasting that's been switched off in Ireland, you know. And we always thought like even the days that the two of us went to college that that was going to be the next big thing, mm-hmm. and then. It's the internet. It's internet broadcasting. It's podcasting. Podcasting has grown and grown and grown. Emerging trend um, at the moment while people are... Radio, yeah, and radio stations are actually broadcasting live on, on the internet. They're, if you actually, if you listen to a radio station on the internet, you actually get more information. You get more... I've seen where they're showing the lyrics of the song they're playing at the moment. You Look at the Dennis cover. O'Brien. Dennis O'Brien had sold a lot of his, his media outlets simply... Because and he admitted he cannot guarantee that the youth of today will continue to listen to FM radio versus the likes of Spotify and and podcasts. You know, but I guess there's like there's always the people who like I would call and morning TV. Yeah, you know that kind of like the morning talk shows. They will love. There's still the people out there who love the radio talk shows when they travelled. Of course, now, last, I wonder as the numbers drop because people aren't traveling as much. Like, I don't think I've listened to a morning radio show in over a year now because I haven't been traveling. Yeah, but do you listen to as many podcasts now, like even going out on walks? No, I, I I, I, yeah, I would, I would cut back, I've cut back on my, I suppose I'm very topic specific in mm. my podcasts. Yes. I'm listening to certain things and and I'm, I really just have enough time to listen to those because when I'm back here in the house, you're just listening to Spotify or whatever music is on your phone. But I got to say Spotify probably is the most. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I feel like I've cut back on, because I'm not doing the commute, I would like to, like, I'm waiting for the crashes to reopen, guys. Well, the crashes are reopened, but... My son be back in crash now in two weeks' time and be able to just go out on lunchtime walks and listen to a podcast, which I did last summer of 2020 during this lockdown. Um, but I, I honestly haven't been listening to as many podcasts. But, you know, definitely it's 
a game changer where look at this we we set this up two years ago we're still going with on episode mm-hmm. 46 you know um actually have to say a big congratulations to tim albright and the av nations team i think like you know hitting 500 episodes just shows you how how dedicated he is to the av industry i just thought i'd throw that in there as well 500 episodes wow right, okay uh, we'll get there we'll get, we'll there. get there we'll get there <laughs> yeah yeah we just need to do these more regularly but uh yeah, I just think like total game changer. Um, you know, media and freedom of speech, as you brought it up. You know, well, you know, there has to be a bit of give and take. You know, um, and people are creating podcasts on all different types of scenarios. You know, but even I've seen well, manufacturers. Like, if you want to go talk about AV, there's AV manufacturers are creating their own podcasts as part of their advertisement and marketing yeah. um, package. Yeah. That's video true. video is a commodity. I actually I I wrote my latest article for the Higher Ed Media Group, and it went. What I was discussing was the fact that the uh, smartphones now are now more geared towards the higher end of video and photography. Like you look at the quality of the photos and videos that you can get out of the latest iPhone twelve. It has a, a chip that is more powerful than what I'm using in my Mac Mini at the moment, which is five years old. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and as well as that, like they're now shooting nearly 4K. So like when you look at your GoPros, yeah, like, uh, GoPros are perfect because of the the people who use GoPros are the, I call the the adventure sporty people who exactly. need something like where you, you're not really going to strap an iPhone to your head and go cycling down a mountain where where a gopro is that suits that perfectly so there's still a market for gopro but the quality of what people used to buy a gopro for is now available on an iphone have you played around with any of these new social networks that is audio only um like signal do you mean yeah like signal i i have like in the sense of i have it but i've never used it yeah yeah it like I think that the the concept is great. Again, will be better when people are commuting again. I believe that instead of wanting to write a message, write a small tweet or whatever, people can record audio and then their followers can listen to audio from different people throughout the day. I think I think it's it's room to catch on if TikTok. And people dancing around to a small bit of music can have millions of followers. Why can't something like Signal? But even the people, like if you think about, it, there's the. I'm not. I'm not trying to pick on girls, but in the sense of girls into fashion and makeup, and they've their opinions of it, and like they're just going talking to their friends. Oh, look at this dress. Look at that. Look at them. The guys are like maybe look at this aftershave. Look at this sports team, or whatever the thing is coming. And it's that kind of it's it's new new form of interaction. So it's like we've gone WhatsApp crazy, yes. and we've people are chatting on WhatsApp. They're video calling a little bit, but really it's the conversation. So now it's like taking what your your writing and just making it into a verbal message that the other person listens back and responds back and it's it's nearly like getting this it's nearly we're trying to get the the whatsapp and snapchat and making it an audio platform jen my wife loves the whole idea of pressing the button and recording a bit of a message now and said and it well it is handy if you have two young kids running around the place and you're trying to send a quick message to myself or a friend rather than trying to type a a whatsapp text message and do you use the the microphone function yes no i don't personally my daughter uses it she used to use it a lot to talk with um grandparents yeah so but you're here because you're because you're hearing the grandparents voice back so it's it's more connected it is more connected connected. and and you go down that route you know and to be honest like looking at it and with my late dad and whatever, would I have rathered a load of audio clips where I can listen back to them that's banked and stored? Now, I don't know the signal stored similar to other social network sites or does the audio files disappear? But being able to hold on to audio like that, to hear a dead relative's mm. voice versus 
a message or a, a, a bit of text or a memory of a photo. Yes, photos are great, but like this, I think just has that extra bit of yeah. Point as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because it because because a voice brings back so much more. It's the sound of the voice, it's the, the horse or the crisp or whatever the sound or yeah, just like yours tonight. Like yeah. I, we have to say, apologize for Simon's voice. I think he can he can take a cup of water while I tell people how to get the contact in, with the show again. It's at AV Tech Junkies. Uh, at Simon Lang AV for for Simon's Twitter handle at Justin or Dawson for mine. Just love to have your opinions on that. Like, where do you see social media going? Where do you see news going? I I always if I again another area of like if I ever did a PhD, I I think I would love to just study how media has evolved and what I call this type of media, citizen media, and everything needs to be fast. Versus the misinformation that comes with us, you know, like how many stories were we misinterpreted at the beginning of this global pandemic? Who knows? You know, like, yeah, I know apparently still people believe that it was caused by 5G mass and still cutting down and so forth. But uh, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's real life, guys. People are dying, you know, mm-hmm. get a vaccination, wear a face mask, wash your hands. Uh, yes. do, do you remember, do, do you remember Joe Duffy? Like at the very beginning, that's an Irish radio presenter uh, to all our international listeners. Like every time he gave out the phone number, he used the words "wash your hands." I don't know if he's still doing that, but God love him if he's still doing that. You know, I think everyone's got the message now, Joe. Yeah, wash your hands, wash your hands. Uh, you have been studying this a lot, and we were talking about social media, Facebook to place an undersea cable to boost the Southeast Asia's internet. Yeah, because what happened was I from reading it was there originally there was plans with Google and Facebook to have cables from Hong Kong to America. Then a small country called China, kind small, of took, yeah, yeah. small, small country, took possession of Hong Kong or, as they were meant to, not captured. And then there was concerns of spying and listening and all that stuff. So they all got cancelled. But So this seems to be a new cable that they're talking between North America and Sri Lanka and Indonesia, I think it is. Singapore, Indonesia, yeah, yeah. Singapore, Indonesia. I knew it was one of those S's <laughs> down, there, <laughs> down there. And yeah, so this is just one of many, many cables because I think Amazon, I've seen Amazon's names mentioned in the article. They were trying to do a cable as well. And so it just because I suppose it's just a small leap. And then from there, you're down to Australia as well. So, but these cables go all over the world. I, I, I love it. There's, I think, um, Wikipedia have a really good map at them um, of I this. I think we have to put this in the show notes. This, uh, the, 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 yeah. that, the two cables named Echo and Bifrost. I'd love to know like how underground, underground the sea they have to go without like I don't know. They cross in trenches. Oh, like yeah, like these these cables are you are massive. They're they're not like your normal Cat Five cable with a little bit of shielding around it. These are seriously armored coaches. You mean that like then there's not like millions of like neck gear routers that's like connecting these cables from from one end no. to the other? No, uh, and, and then, like, I think it's nearly all fiber optic at this point, wow. uh, and it's massive. Like these are ma- what got me interested. I don't know. Here's a sidetrack: is if you go down to uh, I've just got out of my head. Somewhere in Kerry, I think it is. There's a no, it's not Kerry. Is it? Where is it? Oh. Charlie Chaplin. We're going to be talking about rural Ireland at the end of this program Listen, as well. But you were being the two of us were you were there as well. I can't really think of it. It's a place where Charlie Chaplin visited in Ireland. Oh and, yeah, right. It's in and, Kerry. It's, it's, it's in it's Kerry. In Kerry. Yes. That's it. And that's where one of the cables, the one of the original telephone cables came into Ireland. That's right, and the cable was like big chunky thing like this. They had a sample of it on on the anyway, so that's what got me interested in going, oh I wonder where all these cables are. And I looked it up one day and I couldn't believe the amount of cables that go from Ireland to the States or from Spain to the States or whatever the case or else to Europe. Like we don't realise how connected of a world we are. I, I had, maybe I'm making this up in 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 my and uh, fabricating a story. So I I apologize to all our listeners for misinformation, but I thought I read that Elon Musk was talking about putting more satellites in the sky to get better internet connection. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, there is uh, there is talk of that. Uh, my for that, and there's um talking now because we'll come into the rural Ireland one down in Kerry. 
I think there was an agreement in Kerry with one local town to provide internet. And I think it was one of those Elon Musk. Yes, that is right. That I, that's I'm it. not, I didn't yes. make this up. I didn't even. That there's, there's parts of Ireland that is so rural and we have this national broadband plan where they were meant to be yeah. broadband. <laughs> that's to, not going to happen. And COVID has just kind of put a nail in that coffin. And yeah. but, but there's still parts of Ireland where there's just, they're not even getting dial up nearly at this point. It's that bad. So, um, so this is the kind of thing that satellite internet is probably going to be the thing for those or 5G, whichever they can get to first. Well, we it sort of brings us nicely on to this whole rural Ireland plan, which only got announced today, right? And uh, we have to look at solutions to boost towns. Rural Ireland, COVID-19, pa- global pandemic doesn't help the fact that like we have uh, towns like Ballyharness, which is in County Mayo. Uh, yes, Mayo. Yes, Ballyharness and County Mayo. They're only Bank, Bank of Ireland pulling out because Bank of Ireland, uh, several of the banks because of it, the they're closing, lo- they're closing loads closing of their branches because there's no oh. footfall going into the banks. What's the point? Everyone's online. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And local post offices are taking over. That's actually quite even an interesting story. Yeah, lo- lo- we've loads of post offices in Ireland, but they're taking over a lot of our banking. But a lot of empty buildings, deserted buildings in rural Ireland, if you were allowed to travel around uh, different counties, you would literally drive through what is like dilapidated villages with a few shops to, that are still trying to trade. It's sort of like an adapt or die situation. But with that in mind, the government has come out with a five-year plan to try and boost people going back to rural Ireland, especially when everyone's working remotely. Like, and it's something that I t- tapped upon on a crystal ball scenario that that if this global pandemic went on for a long period, and let's be honest, we're not very quick with our vaccination rollouts. And then we discussed this even off mic, Simon, uh, during the week that. People are forgetting that this vaccination might only last for a year period before we have to get vaccinated again. And if there's different variations of the virus, we could be in this type of lockdown scenarios for quite some time. But at the sort of in at the beginning of the year, the government were trying to hint away at, okay, well, it should be. an obligation by employees to ask, can they work remotely? And if they can do their job, that it should be, could become a legal act. Now they're talking about pushing people back into rural Ireland. Like we know that the amount of people that commute, I used to commute from North County Dublin over to the South side of Dublin to be on campus. And I won't have to do that I, I, anymore. And I'm, I'm moving campus and that's, that's uh, breaking news that I'd be, relocating to a new another university on the north side of Dublin. Uh, more to come on that uh, in a later episode. But this is the talks of why should people who are renting in Dublin pay extortionate prices of rent to work when people can work from home? Like my wife had has a friend that like um, was in a relationship with someone from Donegal, they just decided I'm not paying the rents and they went back to Donegal. They are still able to work remotely. So they are saving themselves a fortune and they buying a small piece of land in Donegal and they're building a house. And I think that's just going to be the way it is. They're not not required to go into the (laughs) office anymore. Or Mm. if offices are getting more like that, the only time you ever go in is for big occasions or if you need a bit of kind of colour. Um, oh, what's the word? If you're working together, basically on a project or something like that, you might need to just kind of a, a session to get people. But as a whole, yeah, I'm hearing that. Like in previous jobs, I know people are like they're coming from Wexford, or even current jobs. Some of the people I work at are living in Wexford. Some people are living down way down in Clare. Like they're hour, hour and a half outside the city. They're talking Dublin. about making all the rural pubs that may be closed up working hubs. And it, it sort of goes back to something I mentioned in previous podcasts, where 
if there is one of these working hubs that suits all aspects that you see them being rent a space type of ideas if you're a small to medium sized business that you can rent an office space and you can use their meeting room facilities and you can network with other people that have small businesses and you know your coffee and your tea is free of charge now COVID-19 sort of had a knock-on effect of these type of places but when people are vaccinated do we need this long commute you know i yeah strongly strongly believe this is going to be a absolute game changer of the Dub- dublin landscape you know oh, yeah i think i think it's going to be like but i agree i think it's a brilliant idea. it's not even like hot desking basically yeah. but it's rented desking in your local pub and I suppose it's changing the, the mentality a pub is in Ireland I suppose is, is a social place you drink oh and, I'm, I'm sure it, I'm sure the Healy Rays will still keep it as a social place to drink yeah. and work at the same time oh yeah yeah and yeah. and just pubs do food so you got food for lunches and everything so you got a captive audience and all you need is maybe a space that doesn't have to be loud and like it doesn't have to be completely quiet and because I've, I've even come across the idea that um some people have said in work related environments that work that these these kind of rent a space places are doing really bad at the moment because everyone's working from home but once everything gets started opening up again people are not going to want to travel they're going to be if they're going to have meetings they're going to probably just rent the meeting room in where they're they're renting a desk and everyone comes into that or remotes in because that's the way it is now probably people are probably going to be remoting into meetings more than actually physically be present i i always it's, a lot of people will ask the it and the data security aspect but to be quite honest i'd say that the it and the data security aspect has been completely blown out the window with the global pandemic are you telling me that every person that is working remotely has is using secure VPN networks to dial in to meetings and and so forth. Maybe a lot of people are, but over, I know over, that over a lot of people that's yeah. not. Yes, I know a lot, that, there's uh, a lot of people that are not, but there's a lot of people using platforms that are like your Office 365, yes, which is secure in the cloud and stuff like that. And but it's still like I could say like I know companies where you would um, the minute you boot your computer up, your VPN starts. Mm. But they're companies that require confidentiality and information to be secure all the time, where others are like, well, they're using like remote desktoping or Citrix or TeamViewer or whatever those kind of alternatives for when you need to do the things that are based in the office. But as a whole, most people are probably using Google or Microsoft. Yeah. To be honest, most people, there's not very many other alternatives out there in terms of your working environment. Mm-hmm. but like your zoom is secure yeah it's encrypted now so so you the only other thing country your 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 packages are packets rather are going through yeah. now on zoom yeah so so the only thing now you need to secure is where you're working that you're not talking about something that's a client related and you just have to make sure the person who's written the desk next to you doesn't be working for your opposition well, only recently, uh, Jared, who uh, listens to the program and runs an AV company here in, in Dublin, alerted me to the fact that like there is a place in Scaries that you can rent a podcast studio, you can rent a lecture theatre, and with that, I can I bet you can do the whole virtual environment uh, in the lecture theatre and, and make it snazzy. Wow. And, you know, and I think these type of green room backdrops are becoming more and more popular. You have one that's based in a room uh, of UCD. You have, I think, another one in a hotel in Balls Bridge or the RDS direction as well. Mm. And I say, I'm sure there's a couple over the north side of Dublin. Yeah, as well. I think just some in the football stadiums in Crow Park, in the Viva Stadium. There's, yeah, these virtual venues, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, it's going to be, uh, whether or not, like, you look at, government plans and you go transport for dublin transport for ireland pushing money here whether or not they can actually they they're they're talking about offering grants to get people to move back to rural ireland Uh, you know if if the grant was 
you, you, your wife is from County Clare. Would you, yeah. if if you knew that there was a grant of that could pay fifty percent of your house, would you would you do that? Probably. Yeah, it, to buy a bit of land down in yeah. County Clare and and move yeah. Down. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all about the the I suppose as you and me are in the same place in terms of family, it's all about the kids now. Yeah. It's having the school, having the facilities around that you need. If you need if you need special healthcare that you have the facilities nearby, or if you need that there's just facilities, you know, yeah. stuff for them to do and things like that nearby. That's the downside of some of the rural areas. Like if you don't have a GA club or some kind of soccer club. There's not very much outlets. That's the only downside of moving further away. That's very true. That is, it really is true. Like you know, there is the social aspect of children. There's a social aspect of us. You know, what about <laughs> us to, having to, a social to, aspect? To, to actually, to actually put it in perspective, listeners, Simon and I have not physically. We've seen each other physically once, which was at Christmas, um, to to hand over presents to. For yeah. each other's children, but it was nearly a year before that. It's nearly a year before that. You know, we have yeah. had virtual calls and whatever, but this is the reality of this lockdown. Talking about lockdowns, and one thing that we haven't really covered is Infocom, ISE. Oh yes, and the elephant in the room. <laughs> the big elephant in the room. Okay, I think everyone went well. We're not surprised when we found out that ISE wasn't, well, sorry, we have to, let me rephrase that. It is going ahead, but at a much, much, much scaled down capacity. Yeah, and different. It's going to be different. Now, let us let me pull up the ISE page and uh, we have to yeah, get. So the four locations are Barcelona, where, Barcelona. The, cur- where the current one is, where the, the main one was meant to be. Yes. We got Munich. Yeah, in good old Germany. Yeah, Amsterdam, back to the right. Yeah, honest to God, like you know, we we look at uh, Barcelona, which was supposed to have a bigger building than the Rye, and we know ourselves that in the Rye you would absolutely get lost if it's your first time visiting. I would imagine it the the Rye. I don't. I've never been in the building in Barcelona. I would have loved to have actually gone back to Barcelona uh, to to see this. I think the two of us actually were really looking forward to it before the global pandemic kicked in. Um, thinking that, like, okay, when everyone believed that this might be a two-week uh, yeah. pandemic in, in Ireland and everyone's going to go into lockdown for a maximum of a month and then we're going to come out of it just like it was a flu um, and realise that this is for the long term. Um, yeah, we were looking forward to Barcelona and just even the cultural aspect of Barcelona. I think yeah. like most AV technicians that wanted to go to it, Munich, well, I was, uh, it, again, great city. I, I don't, I believe ISE was once upon a time in, in Munich um, before okay. they moved to Amsterdam. I, I'll have to check that recording with Michael Blackman again. Amsterdam, as in, we know the Rye and then London. Now, here's the big elephant in the room question. Would you go over to London? Probably not. No, I don't. No, I, even if, you know, even yeah. if I had the first vaccine, I don't think I would either. I'd, no. I, if, if it was this time next year and they were doing this again, I would I would go to London probably. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, saying that probably we, this time we, next year will be in Barcelona and everyone will be together hopefully it's it's live and online as well um it, the decision uh, we were responding to our customers to deliver IC live and online schedule we reached a decision following extensive discussions with our exhibitors several of the exhibitors were given the option uh, just be and a deadline uh, to pull out and not lose money and finances and I think a good 80% at the time yeah, because in the in the notes it says here it's approximately fifty stands, fifty or fifty companies per show. And despite that, Simon, like fifty fifty companies per show, 
the LTSMG, the Learning Teaching Space Management Group, had that amount of stalls when I went to the last LT, not the last LCSMG that they did, but the one previously, which is about two years, it'd be two years, three years this year. Um, and, you know, a great event, you know, and um, all paid for, you know, by the sponsorship and everything. So, yes, it's three years of not seeing tech, you know, but if you played it off on the fact that it was safe to travel, I think I would rather go to an LTSMG than go to an ISE in London, mm. you know, um, or the question is, if it's safe to travel, would you, which, which country would you travel to? You know, um, if it's safe to travel, I, I probably would love to experience the Barcelona feel to it. But um, yes. London is so convenient, really, for uh, us from a flight, like it's like a half an hour flight yeah. and you're there. So I, I think from a convenience point of view, it would be I'd go to London. But to be honest, I'd rather go to the full thing, the proper thing in yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. I, and I, I agree. I, you know, I, I will. Will the likes of the AV media groups like rave, like AV Nation? I wonder, will they from America? Will they make? I, I read somewhere that rave was thinking of of attending these. Now, whether they'll attend all of them, that's another question. We'll have to watch what Gary Kay and his team does with rave. But uh, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a commitment. It's a huge commitment. If you know, if. Like maybe America's quicker with the vaccinations as well and, and get people over. It's four loca- it's four locations in two weeks. Yeah. Three weeks or something like that. I probably know the dates. But you know, like it's four lo- it's four locations, which means four sets of travel arrangements. Do you have a person bounce from one to the other? Or are you better off? Yeah, so first and second of June, the eighth and ninth of June to fifteenth and sixteenth of June, twenty third and twenty fourth of June. So basically they're all within a week of each other. So do you have a person bounce back and forward between America between them, or do you just put someone over there from the first to the twenty fourth? Now, what is going to be different this time with all the digital offerings? We did a lot of the digital offerings last year. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hopped between Infocom and the Digital Signage Expo, and can't remember LTSMG at home. Uh, apparently, in the Q and A, tell me more about the digital offering. It's powered by Cisco, a Netflix-style platform with not a virtual exhibition booth in sight. Interesting. So it's probably just all promo videos, promo videos of for all the different companies, and you go in and look at their products or look at their maybe maybe overarching video, and then click here to go to their site. Mm. You know, and like there is an argument that. Uh, is to be said like okay it's i see it's the website will attract a large audience always similar to infocom similar to ces but what upset me was when you, you have to pay and a lot of for ces you have to pay to access the digital content i was like or i wait a day or two and a lot of this trade material is free on youtube mm. you know i Sorry, listeners, this is this is my gripe. I don't agree with having to pay for a digital area if I want to watch stuff. You know, and it'd be different if I'm attending physically. I don't know. What... Yeah, I think because I've because I've seen those some of those conferences that once the conferences are over, like it's all recorded, and you have you pay for access to it for whatever on demand two, two weeks on yeah. demand for the next oh. two weeks but then after two weeks that content is gone 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 forever like it's not on youtube it's not it's completely controlled but the ones like you say where they're literally up and then the next day the manufacturers throw them up on their own youtube page or their you know, own website yeah, yeah. why uh, would you bother why would i why would i why would you bother paying it? the six seven hundred euros or whatever it is to attend something that you can you can just wait and a good old YouTube will dish it up to you on your phone as you sit at home. But like, we, we all forget about the social, physical aspect of being able to go to an event like this. And I, that's why I think London, mm. for all the AB Brits that I say will attend yeah. the London feature, 100%. You know, like it will, it will have a big English following. Will it have as much Irish people going across with? Well, 
but as if you look at the FAQs, it actually says that they picked these four locations because these are the four biggest markets. Yeah. So that's fine. Ireland isn't really a big AV market that would justify an ISE. Well, we're always counted as British anyway. So yeah, like, I'm, 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 I'm counted as an AV British, even though I'm yeah. Irish. I'm Irish. But yeah. thank you for like voting for me when it was came to the AV Nation Readers Choice Awards. You know, all the AV Brits were on my side trying to beat Chris Netta. I know Chris deserved it. He really did. He did. He does a lot for for the AV industry. Um, but, but the one thing I do, I, I actually would appreciate a re- going to one is now that I'm more in the tech in my current role. Yeah. I'm. I have questions where I want to actually go and physically pick the soundbar up and rotate it. I want and to pick the, the unit problem. up and go, and then kind of go to the guy while he's standing there instead of having to send a mail or send an online chat to a guy. Explain this unique little feature you said. And this is the new way of like even in the past year for virtual events. It's like once they have your email address, like. Oh, you know, like you might have watched the video and whatever, but we followed up with a, a virtual call and we can show you the product. It's like, yeah, you're still showing me the product through a webcam. It's not the same. Yeah, I want to physically pick it up, rotate it, feel the weight of it, kind of go, yeah, this feels sturdy. This this feels like a why, piece why of... Why more companies like jumping on board of going, okay, we'll send it out to you, you can trial it, and you can send it back to us here, free post. Yeah, or... Yeah. Or something yeah, like that, you know, like where you're kind of, because there's like, uh, was it, um, it's like pay later, do you know, that kind of like, it's like, yeah. send it to me and I'll, I'll try it. If I like it, I'll buy it. If well, I don't I like it, I'll say record. the D10, like, and D10 offered me a, on several different occasions to like, you can try out a D10 me, you can try it out for 30 days or 60 days. If you don't like it, you will organize it to be sent back, which you know, I think a lot more companies need to start doing mm. things like that, or even just, yeah. I don't know what the yeah, terms of yeah. the conditions though would have to be like if you broke it. You know, that I'm sure there's some type of agreement that would have to come into play if you were oh, yeah. playing it. Yeah. yeah, you're responsible if you break it, kind of thing. But yeah, no, there, I got to say, there's a few products and there's a few things I got to say I'd love to try and get my hands on and play with here in in my home office. And like that, missing the swag. You know, and you know what? It's going to change the whole aspect of how we get freebies at these trade show events. People aren't going to hand out pens anymore until yeah, they're going to be individually, individually wrapped pens, individually wrapped this. Everything's going to be wrapped like it's nearly like it's wrapped you know, at, by the manufacturer after. I you think there's room though for like I I seen on RT Prime Time they were talking about different Irish people in different countries and in some European countries they're very anti-vaccination, so they were offering a shot for shot. You know what? <laughs> there would be queues outside our pubs if that was the case. Yeah. People just want to have a pint in the pub at the stage. You told me, yeah, if most people you told them you can have a shot or a so pint. I'm, I'm, I'm proposing this whole idea for for the next physical ISE. Uh, Chris, Chris, are you listening? We do an AB happy hour shot for shot and we vaccinate people as they walk into to ISE. Mm-hmm. Mike Blackman, are you listening? We're on to something here. It's time and I have with the concept. How to get more people to in, inside ISE. Vaccinate them as they go in, in the door. Unfortunately, they're not going to spend, what is it, two weeks inside? You can vaccinate them on the way back out as well. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It depends well, on no. the... Or they just get a deal with the one-shot company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey! Look, if 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 private hospitals, we're getting back to where we we began this program. If if private hospitals can can offer vaccinations to private schools just because their kids go to that school, why can't we do it at at, at AV trade shows? It you know like joking aside, like it's 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 great to see that such arenas are being used for for these mass rollouts. And then at the moment, it's, it's, it's testing to see if um, people are asymptomatic as well um, here in Ireland. You know, that, that's a project that's still ongoing at the moment. Yeah, that, that's been, it's only recently, isn't it? It's only it's in Dublin and, and one of the re- down in Tipperary. It's been going and I, it, I think it's great because people need to know. And my company has it where they actually do testing nearly every week for mm. their public facing staff. And it's a big 
um, NEP um, approach to to their staff as well across the globe that co-regular testing so now i see with the date first uh, to second of june in barcelona 8 to 9th of june so a week later in munich a week later in amsterdam and the final week in battersea london uh, in evolution i have a feeling evolution in battersea london was where they held the av awards maybe i'm wrong i'll have to double check that the last av awards that was physically held and um, i wonder is the video content going to be the same uh, for the, I guess so. I can't see it changing. They're, like, they're not going to have, like, in the sense, big, big mass, are they going to have big displays of LED screens? They're not going to have a hall of LED screens and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I'd be curious. I would actually, I'd be curious to see the floor plans when they come out. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. You know, especially if there's only about 50 or so stands that's, that's there. It, it really questions like will more manufacturers just start doing their own thing will we ever get back to a big scale ISE that we used to have in the Rye and you kind of wonder so. you kind of wonder like like Crestron did the Crestron Next which was their replacement of going to um was the, the replace going to Infocom and yeah. and things like that so where they launched all their products and you kind of wonder yeah our manufacturer but then you look at someone like extron who haven't been to an ise for multiple years and they're not affected by it no and and their whole approach i remember when uh, i went to one of their trade shows it's like oh if you want to get trained up you know we'll fly you over we'll feed you we'll give you some drinks as well and we'll get you trained and we'll fly you home so and i think you know that's a great approach to try and get consumers that using their products trained up and understanding their products i think it's a fantastic approach yeah. and they're they are a good company like from an av perspective they're a very reliable company so they're gone for years if you want to get in contact with the program, we're going to end the program there. And congratulations again to Steve Ashby for winning the Elgato Wave 3 Micro. Yeah. We, we, we hopefully will be having more competitions, more unboxings, uh, videos as well on our YouTube page in the next couple of months. I, I know um, we have some uh, Yay Link stuff to test out. Well, I will have some Yay Link stuff to test out. I don't think I'm going to be allowed to give it away, Jared you know might be able to sort me out with something like that um but we, we will have more unboxing videos um as we go along and loads more competitions and the competitions are going to be in the similar type of fashion where you like as you, you share you go up the, the table um a new website for all things techie coming very shortly as well and um, where you can watch past episodes as we go closer and closer to episode 50 um, a long way off Tim Albright and AV Nation at 500 plus episodes now. But we'll get there. We'll get there, you know, um, along the way. If you want to contact Simon for any type of tech queries or, you know, um, you can contact Simon at Simon Lang AV. Contact myself at Justin or Dawson. Um, all our details on our official website, which is going to go under overhaul www.allteenstech.ie for episode 45. Uh, here's a, a little screenshot where you can watch past episodes and we shall talk to you again soon now.